Hey everybody, my name is Sam and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Sounds Like Sam. In today's episode, I have Max Palmer here again joining the show and we are going to each be naming three fantasy wide receiver sleepers for the 2020 season. Like myself, Max is another fantasy enthusiast who has great eyes for players to draft, so I'm very excited to see who he has on his sleeper list. Alright, with that said, let's welcome my co-host of the day to the show. Hey Max, how's it going? Hey Sam, thanks for having me on the pod again. Excited to uh, talk about these receivers. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be fun. So let's just start off with uh, who you got. Yeah, so I'll start with uh, this is actually this guy I'm I'm planning on taking in every single draft. He's one of my absolute favorite players this year. Um, I think he's in, in, in store for a huge breakout year. So, so Marquise Brown. Um, the second-year receiver uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Last year, he he was struggling with a, a Liz Frank, uh, a little foot injury um, throughout the year. And, you know, he was, was a rookie, so first year in the league, you know, playing with Lamar Jackson. Um, this year, fully healthy, second year in the league. I think he's in store for a breakout year. Um, so last year, he got uh, 17% of Baltimore's targets. Um, and he scored seven times on only 46 catches. So, you know, you, you could say there's a little bit of touchdown regression because that's a that's a really high touchdown rate. He did have nine end zone targets um, and only only 14 wide receivers had more um, end zone targets last year. Um, and again, he did all this while, while playing on an injured foot. Um, I, I read he, he gained about 10 pounds of muscle this year. Um, so I, I think he's in store for a, a huge breakout year. You can get him. Um, in the you know in the seventh round range, um, I'm I'm taking him uh, you know around early just to make sure I get him. So uh, he, he's a player I'm really excited about. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, I, mean, I I also think he, he is due for uh, a big season this year. So I actually did have him. On, he was one of my uh, honorable mentions. Oh really? <laughs> that we, uh, we we both think alike. So yeah. For my first guy, actually, I have uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Uh, he was the first-round pick out of LSU. To me, he was the second-best wide receiver out of college, and that is a little bit biased just because I'm a huge LSU fan. But uh, he was only second to uh, his teammate, Jamar Chase. Justin, he led the, the FBS in receptions with... 111 last season. Uh, he had 1,540 yards and 18 touchdowns. It's just huge for college. Going into his uh, his NFL season, the Vikings they uh, traded away Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. So there's a lot of room for a guy to step up, and they are right now presuming he will. You know, Stephon Diggs uh, over his five-year career in the, with the Vikings, he averaged over 100 targets. A season, so I could see him if he does fall into that wide receiver two role, um, getting around anywhere from 90 to 100 targets easily. And um, you know, right now his ADP is pretty high. You can get him in the the 13th round, um, so it's very high. You can just wait on him. Yeah, it, it's a good. Yeah. yeah, I like Justin Jefferson a lot. Uh, you know, in a deep league, he he's a great pick. Um, he, he could easily walk into like an 18, 20% target share immediately um, because, you know, there's there's Adam Thielen, there's Irv Smith, you know, Dalvin Cook will, will have a, a bit of a, that target share. But, but you know, besides besides that, it's, it's 
that's it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really like that as a, as a late round, uh, um, flyer, you could definitely have a hundred targets and, you know, 60 catches this year, which would be a phenomenal year for, for a rookie wide receiver. Definitely. So who do you have next on your list? All right. So my next guy, you're going to, you're going to like this one, uh, Deontay Johnson. So uh, another second year, um, wide receiver, um, the second year is a common year for, for wide receivers to break out. Uh, that second, third, third year is those are two common years for, for these guys to break out. Um, and this guy, he, he's a really good player. So he had a 19% target share last year as a rookie. Um, you know, this was in a, in a terrible offense. Um, and, and, (laughs) <laughs> and so that 19% target share was was fourth best among all rookie wideouts. Um, he also he led all rookie wideouts in receptions, and 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 that's with you know Doug Hodges yeah. and Nathan Rudolph. So so, so he's he's you know getting Big Ben healthy. He's coming in through his second year, and you know there's Juju, and then there's you know maybe maybe James Washington gets a five ten percent target share and. Other than that, you know, I don't know. Uh, Eric Ebron might get might get a bit as well, but I, I, he could easily have you know 120 targets and catch eight balls, uh, have a thousand yards and five or six touchdowns, and you can get him right now. You can get him in the ninth or tenth round. I just I think it's a steal. Yeah, he's a, he's another receiver that I'm I'm basically taking in every draft. Um, and in terms of of that team, like you know, I'm taking I'm not drafting Juju at all. We talked about him last on the last podcast a little bit but at his adp the, the the cost is just too high for me you know in that third third fourth round range so but you can get deontay in the ninth tenth round so uh, he's a player i'm really excited about this year no me too and you were exactly right of uh feeling that you know i'm a huge steelers fan as well and yeah, uh, i know I, I mean just watching him with, with the horrible quarterbacks too just doing what he did was Amazing. Uh, with the Steelers, um, like, you know, Juju was once the wide receiver too, and he had, what, exactly. like 13, 1,200 yards or like six plus touchdowns or something like that? Exactly. So, yeah. The offense has proven that they can st- sustain two high end wide receivers. So, you know, yeah, you're right. Exactly. exactly. So, right, you're going to, your next guy, who is it? All right. So for my next guy, I have Miko Hardman out of Kansas City. His stats, they were considering he had 26 receptions, 538 yards, and six touchdowns. That's pretty good for 26 receptions. Uh, he only had 40 targets, too. So he was really the um, wide receiver three. If Nicole gets a hold of Sammy Watkins' 90 targets, I could easily see him getting over 1,000 yards next season. Um, he has Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. He's, so the, the only really con I have is that he does have a lot of competition. He has to compete with Tyreek and Travis Kelsey and uh, Sammy Watkins as well. So that's kind of a downside, but the upside is is pretty good in my opinion. Like if he gets, if he can overtake Sammy Watkins, he could easily, uh, at his ADP of like being in the eighth round, he could be a big steal. Like it, it could be a good season for him. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if Patrick Mahomes improves more, that'd be insane. But um, um, yeah, I you know, and, and another thing about that is Sammy Watkins has injury history, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's you know, there's always a chance that Sammy goes down with an injury and then. You know, Miko would immediately be a you know a, a wide receiver too, and in, in mm-hmm. uh, you know, so um, yeah, that's a that's a good late round pick. 
Got All right, it. so my third guy, um, not not a not a second year guy, not a third year guy. So this guy's a veteran. Um, so Will Fuller, uh, you know, uh, wide receiver on the Texans. So obviously DeAndre Hopkins is no longer in that offense. He, DeAndre Hopkins was averaging, I think, a 26 percent target share mm-hmm. over his career there, which is you know just an insane target share. Um, so there's there's a ton of balls now to go around, right? And they added Brandon Cooks, they added Kenny Stills, uh, they added Randy, Randall Cobb. So there's, you know, a lot of different wide receivers in this in this offense that could potentially make an impact. Um, but over the last five seasons, um, among every um, wide receiver who's played at least one season, Fuller's rate of finishing as a wide receiver one in weekly scoring is 23rd best doesn't sound too high but this is over five seasons so there's you know dozens and dozens of receivers right so it's 23rd best ahead of guys like Amari Cooper and T.Y. Hilton right so we've seen we've seen these you know boomer bust weeks where he will full or pop for for you know 150 yards and two touchdowns right and you know two of them will be you know long touchdowns so you know he obviously has the potential and um and now with without DeAndre Hopkins there I think you know, and, and the fact that he's going, you know, he's, he's not going super late. Um, he's, he's going in the seventh or eighth round, but I just think there's so much upside, right? In, in that, in that draft, in that draft range, um, the oppor- opportunity cost is so much lower, right? So it's, it's important, like when you're in that draft range to kind of throw darts at guys with, with a lot of upside, right? Cause the opportunity cost is lower, you know, throw those darts at these guys that, you know, could potentially just go off, right? And, and Will Fuller, if he stays healthy, I, I, I haven't mentioned that part yet. Yeah. He's had a really hard time staying healthy. So that's a big if, but if he does, could you imagine a healthy Will Fuller for 16 games without DeAndre Hopkins, oh you know, with Deshaun Watson, it, it would, you know, he could easily have a, you know, 13, 1500 yard season and, and 10 touchdowns. I mean, that that's, Definitely. you know, probably not going to happen, but, but he has the potential and, and, you know, why, why not, why not take that chance in the eighth round? Right. So that, that yeah. he's a guy who I, I really like as well in that draft range. No, definitely. Um, he has huge upside, and I feel like every time I, he, he is healthy, he tends to have like a four, like three touchdown game, hundred plus yard, uh, plus yards in that as well. So it's just, yeah. um, it, it's just a matter of if he's healthy, and you know, he's probably gonna miss about like at least four games. <laughs> it's almost a given. Um, I know that, but. Uh, but you know when he is healthy when he's on the field he does great so he, he already has a good connection with the uh Deshaun Watson which you know Brandon Cooks it's up in the air he, he could easily be a boom player next season and I do like yeah him. all right who's uh, your next guy for me I have uh, Preston Williams out of Miami uh he had 32 receptions 428 yards three touchdowns his current ADP is third uh he's in the 13th round uh pick three I like that he doesn't have to compete with a lot of guys on the team. You know, Albert Wilson and Al, uh, Alan Hearns, Miami wide receivers, they opted out for the season. He, he's very talented. And he, if you watch his, um, if, you, if you've ever watched him, you can you can see what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I literally just watched yeah. his highlight tape and it was, it was amazing. It was, I highly recommend you go and watch his highlight tape right now. Right. I will. He had some great catches. It was, I mean, he had at least... I want to say three toe taps, just really tough catches. He, he had like, I think two where he just grabbed the ball of the defender's hand. He's uber talented. He's got, um, his footwork's supposed to be really great. 
he only played nine games last season. Uh, within those nine games, he had 60 targets. Um, and then he had the 30, 32 receptions. So if he can actually play a full season, I could see him... I could see him getting over a thousand yards, um, um, and possibly even taking over uh, Devontae Parker's spot. I mean, just just watching Williams and what his teammates have to say about him, how they think that he could he is poised to be a wide receiver one, and the future of that team really. If you need a wide receiver late, just take a chance, draft Preston Williams. I mean, why not? Sam, this is a guy I had on my list as well. So I think we talked about him a little bit last week, and I didn't I didn't realize until I, I did a little research, but he was undrafted, and it was because of off-field issues. So it was not because of a talent issue. Um, so like you like you just said, I, I need to go watch some some highlights because uh, I'm sure they're good. But you know, like he clearly has talent. You know, it, it was just these off-field issues why he was undrafted. Um, yeah, and so I, I wrote a few things to, to kind of piggyback off you. So before his, his ACL injury, um, he was actually outpacing Devontae Parker in targets, um, which is crazy as an undrafted rookie, right? Um, and had he stayed healthy, he was on pace to lead all rookie wide receivers in target share and overall targets. Um, so it was, it's clearly a player, you know, they, they believe in, in in Miami. And you know, like you said, those two players opted out because of COVID and if he is healthy, you know, ACL tears are, are tough to come back from, especially for um, a wide receiver. But um, if he is healthy, you, you know, you're getting a, a, a great player in, in that 13 round range. There, there's just no reason not to not to take him, you know, that late in the draft because um, there's no there's no downside, really. Definitely. So with that, those are our three guys. Uh, you have any honorable mentions you want to just say? Yeah, in, in, in super, super deep leagues. So these guys are going undrafted in, in you know, 10 and most 12 team leagues. But if you're in a really deep league, uh, Curtis Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are two guys that I like. Nice, nice. Um, uh, for me, uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, Marquise Brown, and, uh, Deshaun Jackson and um, – uh, actually, I forgot his name. I forgot to write down. Uh, he was a Cincinnati Bengals uh, – he Higgins? Receiver. No, it was actually um, Auden, Auden Tate. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's a super sleeper, but... Um, Whoa, super, super sleeper. Yeah. Because so, he'd, be um, he'd be the fifth wide receiver option in that offense. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, super, super sleeper. But I, I, with what he did with last season... 40 receptions, 575 yards. If he can do anything, I think people would have to get hurt. And I mean, with like, <laughs> which is why I probably left him out um, of my players. But you know, with AJ Green, he hasn't really played for the last two seasons. And then also John Ross too. Uh, you know, th those two guys are like both not the healthiest. Uh, so I, I just saw that as like, you know, just as a lookout guy, really. Hey, Max, thanks uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Do uh, you have anything else you want to say or add? No, Sam, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, that, um, if there's any really deep leagues out there. Uh, like 25, <laughs> 25 uh, team fantasy teams out there. It's probably good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know, but Sam, I enjoyed it again. Um, uh, let's yeah, let's do it again soon. I'm, I'm I can't wait for the season to, to start. No, me too. 
Hey everybody, thanks again for listening. If you have any questions or comments about this topic, feel free to contact me on my Twitter and Instagram accounts at Bullseye Fantasy. Also, don't forget to check out my new Facebook profile. It's at Bullseye Fantasy as well. Um, Please rate and share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Again, my social media accounts are at Bullseye Fantasy for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So go follow those accounts. Really appreciate it.